Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, family, and welcome back to another episode here on GEMS Podcast. I'm the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me in the hot seat is Jason Sircone. And here's a bit about Jason, y'all. He is a creative professional, strategist, podcaster, connoisseur of steak mm, and chicken wings, and all-around well-adjusted Bon Vivant making his residence in Pittsburgh, PA. He is the founder of Circone Consulting, where he helps brands and professionals maximize the podcast medium through impactful, optimized guest marketing campaigns. He also hosts of Evolution of Brand, a podcast featuring self-defined entrepreneurs and professionals sharing inspirational stories and tactical brand building strategies. When he isn't glued to the microphone, producing words to live by, you'll find him consuming good bourbon and a cigar, obsessing over his fantasy football lineups, and doing everything in his power to break 80 on the golf course. So without further ado, welcome the man behind it all, Jason Sircone. Hello, Genesis. Hello, everyone. Excited to be here. Big fan of the show. Thank you so much, Jason. And we are definitely going to get to connect with you on a personal level before we talk about podcast branding, etiquette, and guest appearances. So I'm going to give you two options. You know the drill. Do you want to break the ice with Genesis or play rapid fire? Let's play some rapid fire. Woo! We're playing rapid fire, y'all. So here we go. Question number one. If you could hop in a time machine, go back and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Slow down and never fear death. Two. Favorite color? Blue. Three. Coffee, tea, or neither? Neither. What's your drink of choice? Water. Oh, yes. Gallon a a day, baby. (laughs) Love that H2O. (laughs) Four. If you could be a fly on the wall, eavesdrop on any conversation, whose conversation are you listening to? Probably my parents when they found out that I was coming into the world and would just love to hear what their plan was for for that. (laughs) I know you're a dad, you're a girl dad. So any tips for parents out there? Let them live. Let them be kids. Let them find out some things on their own. You'll be surprised how resilient they can be if you let them just be kids and have some fun. Six. Why do you love podcasting? Podcasting is the ultimate platform for storytelling. I love to tell a good story. I love to listen to a good story. And it is the most fun way to connect with new people and build my brand. And that's why I get so passionate about teaching others how to do the same. Seven, dream car. Lamborghini. Yes, we agree. Okay, what color do you want your Lambo? Blue, of course. Okay, see, I'm black, but I want my Um, wit. I'd be okay with that. 
I wanted black on black, so black interior with some neon blue lights, and Ooh. it definitely has to have butterfly or suicide doors, and it has to yeah. be the top of the line, souped up with the fastest RPMs. And we're going to have to fight over that car. That sounds about right. <laughs> well, hey, favorite food? Steak. Steak. What type of steak do you like? I have never met a steak that I didn't like, nor a steak that had more than a 0% survival rate when it landed in front of me. I say if I, if I had to choose a cut, it would probably be filet mignon or New York strip. Okay, we can rock with that. And you have to have some good side. So are you eating the loaded mashed potatoes or are you a broccoli eater? I enjoy both. You got to have balance in your meal, right? So you've got your protein, you've got your starch and you got for your carbs and you got your veggies. So I go all in on all of that. I do prefer mushrooms with my steak pretty much exclusively. Got to have both. Okay. So the mushrooms just seared and brown and simmered on top. Mm -hmm. I usually throw them on the grill and just put some steak sauce and some foil and put them next to the steak on the grill. It's a good way to do it too. Okay. Nine, if you could go anywhere in the world, Jason, money was no option. And here's the kicker. You just found out that you can't return home because they're not flying back to your home base. Where are you going? Italy. Okay. And 10, the pass or play question. If you play, I ask you one last question. If you pass, you ask me a question. So are we going to pass or play? Let's play. Okie dokie, here we go. So if you could have dinner or lunch with any person living or dead, who would it be? Andre the Giant. Ooh, okay, why Andre? There are so many stories about this guy, about how many beers he would drink in a sitting, how much food he would eat. I have to experience that just once. So if I had that option, how cool would it be to be able to make that happen? Because now you've got stories to tell forever. Would you challenge him to a beer drinking competition? Knowing that I'd lose? Yep, I'd do it. Just for fun. That's like it's like going on the golf course and challenging Tiger Woods. I know I'm going to lose, but I'm not going to back down. I'll at least try. <laughs> so what's your beer of choice then? I prefer IPAs when I'm going the craft beer route. But if I'm just drinking something simple, Michelob Ultra or Coors Banquet, so okay. again, beer is another one of those things where I usually am not very picky. I don't drink as much as I used to. I used to work in the beer industry. Uh, now I tend to just sip bourbon. I'll have a few beers from time to time, but I'm more dedicated to the, to, to growing the brand. And that doesn't give me a lot of time to drink a lot of beer anymore. Super. And thank you for playing rapid fire with Genesis. <laughs> okay. Love now. It. Let's jump into our segment. So branding, how to brand yourself effectively by guests appearing on podcasts. And let's talk about etiquette because sometimes, let's be real, people have no etiquette when they are guests appearing on someone else's platform and you have to be respectful. So let's talk about some of the do's and don'ts. Okay. Well, I would say the biggest don't is do not sell. If you show up to a podcast, chances are you got that spot because the host saw some value in what you could bring to the table. 
podcasters want to create great content for their audience to consume. And if it's a host guest dynamic like you have, Genesis, it's a back and forth. You need to have a good conversation. If I showed up and just started selling everything I have to offer and telling you and your audience why you need to come do business with me, it's going to sound like an infomercial and no one's going to want to be a part of that. So they're going to tune out your show and maybe never come back. So now you're upset because you've lost listeners. I wasted my time because I just sold. But if I'm also, if I don't know that I'm doing it, then I'm putting myself in a very bad spot. So the biggest don't is do not sell. Instead, show up with value. Tell a good story. Be personable. Be energetic. If you bring value to the table and everything you do is rooted in that value, the audience is going to feel it. They're going to want to be a part of your ecosystem. They're going to want to gravitate to you because you're taking the time to provide some impact, entertain them, educate them. I know your show, Genesis, is based on education. That's a big part of what you do here. So if I were to show up and go completely against the grain and not help you in that respect, you'd probably never even air my interview. You'd probably hit delete the second we hang up and that's the end of it. So that's not beneficial to anyone. So making sure that everything you do is rooted in value is one of the biggest elements of any podcast guest marketing campaign and really anything that you would do to build your brand because you want to be genuine, you want to be authentic, and you want to bring that story out so the world can relate to it and ultimately decide, hmm, this person has a lot to say that I, I've experienced this too. Maybe they can bring me more value. Maybe they can help me solve some problems. And that's really what's at the core of all of this. So bring, come with value. Biggest do, do not sell, biggest don't. There's plenty of others, but we'll cut it off there. Absolutely. And I'll add a do behind your do and don't. I would say do your research and get to know the hosts and the mission behind their podcast so you could see how best you can add value based on your subject matter expertise. And then if you have any questions before the show, reach out to that host and let them know what some of your questions are. Because when people send me questions beforehand, I'm like, yes, you've done your research. It shows that you're invested and it lets me know that you're not coming to the platform with the whiffle method, which is what's in it for me, but what's in it for we, how can we merge both of our skill sets and really bring that expertise to the forefront? So Jason, let's hit it with another don't. Another don't would be to talk too much. Great podcasts are are the, the foundation of that is conversation. And if, if you just go into business for yourself and you talk, 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 and you don't give the host an opportunity to jump back in and interject some points and it doesn't feel like a conversation that can get a little overwhelming and, and people can just be basically in a position of tuning it out going, well, when is this going to end? Are they ever going to kick it back to the host? And it works both ways. If you're the host, if you bring somebody on and then you monologue for 10 or 15 minutes while the host just, or while the guest just sits there, that's a little uncomfortable as well. So you got to make sure that you're keeping your attention on the conversation that's taking place and, and let it unfold naturally. And that's when the best stories come out. That to me is the best form of podcast. And that's, what's going to keep people invested in the show because they know when they tune in, they're going to be entertained. 
They're going to get some value from the conversation that takes place. And more than likely, they're going to learn something new that they can apply to their own life. Absolutely. I would say watch your tone of voice whenever you are on a podcast. Make sure you pay attention to body language. What are the nonverbal uh, cues? Is the host like hunching up his or her shoulders? Are they rolling their eyes? Are they looking off? Are they fiddling? Um, Make sure that you are taking breaths and pauses. Don't talk too fast, but also don't talk too slow like Gary the Snail on Spongebob because you're like, oh my gosh, come on. Um, Another thing that helped me is I went to acting school (laughs) before I went to real school. And so just practicing improv style and having various monologues that you would read definitely helps you with your tone of voice, your pace, Mm -hmm. your diction, and et cetera. And another thing I would say is if you're asked a question that you quite don't understand, always rephrase the question to make sure that there's clarity and you understand what the host is asking you versus having those faux pas or word vomits where you're like, that wasn't even what the hell I was asking, you know? Um, so I would definitely say that as a definitely do. Um, and then some other misnomers, Jason, that you've seen in your podcasting space, because I know you run a podcast, but you also help your clients when -hmm. it comes to branding, marketing, and effective strategies. What are some other, um, tips and tricks do you want to offer? Well, I would say that in regards to being a podcast guest, you want to take it seriously because there's a lot that can be achieved when you do this the right way. So if you come at this in a haphazard fashion, you can expect your results to be exactly that. They're going to be very haphazard, scattered, or non-existent. So you want to make sure that you're doing at least the bare minimum in regards to making yourself sound good. So invest in a microphone. Invest in headphones. Give yourself a professional background because if the video gets played, you don't want it to be like you're sitting on the foot of your bed and, there's, and it's not made and there's clothes scattered about because that doesn't look professional at all. So setting yourself up with a background is going to, it's going to serve many purposes, obviously for your podcast interviews, but you can also have it for video conferences or for job interviews or whatever. There's again, just, I mean, gosh, as simple as having a bookshelf with some books on it and maybe a plant, that's enough, but it's going to give a good look and a good feel if video ever goes live, but trying to do it without a microphone, it's that's bad. You don't want to go that route. Here's my biggest one. And I only, I always bring this up because I experienced this. Don't call into an interview from rush hour traffic. I actually had someone on zoom log in and they were sitting in traffic. That's where they were going to do the interview. That was a lesson for me because that made me say, okay, maybe I wasn't clear that you need to be in front of a microphone with good internet connection where it's quiet And we can actually have a conversation that results in good audio. So the audience is going to want to listen to it. No one wants to hear a bunch of car horns and you swearing at others as they cut you off. It was, again, one of those things that's rare, but it was a lesson for me to be clear in all aspects of the production. And I can speak for what you did, Genesis. I know I received an email from you stressing that same thing. Please be in front of a reliable or with a microphone, reliable equipment, good internet connection. And I appreciate that because that tells me you're thorough and you're invested in making good quality content for your audience to consume. So things like that are incredibly important. And you have to realize that when you're a podcast guest, 
this is what this is the least you can do because you're contributing your expertise. The host and their team is going to turn this into a solid piece of content that's going to get shared across the internet, has global reach, and it can serve you for months, even years after it goes live. If a podcast is evergreen and it has content that people can stumble upon when they're doing Google searches or when they, they find this podcast down the road, if your voice was impactful and you delivered a good story and had a strong call to action, people from a year from now might still want to be in, in business with you and they'll follow that call to action to see what else you can offer them. So you have to think long term. It's not just about the interview taking place that day. It's how is this piece of content going to serve you and your brand? for years down the road. Absolutely. And then you are your brand. So how you show up is how people are going to perceive you, whether you like it or not. People are always sizing us up and making assumptions, whether they're great assumptions or bad assumptions. But if you could get ahead of that curve and just present yourself in a manner that shows, okay, you know what your subject matter is, you know how to present yourself in a tactful and poised manner, but then you're also respectful. That also will want people to tap in to you and they'll be like, hmm, I wonder what she's all about or I wonder what he's all about. You definitely mm -hmm. want to keep people's interests peaked. Um, another thing that I would say as a do, Jason, from my perspective, and feel free to chime in, is whenever somebody sends you assets and they're sharing it on their platforms, make sure you share it as well. So y'all both can have maximum exposure, especially if you go on a podcast platform that you didn't pay for. And podcasters, like some people aren't monetizing their podcasts yet. So they're doing it as a passion project to really get exposure, but also to bring you exposure. And if they're taking time out of their busy schedule to share um, the assets, make sure you're doing it too. It's common courtesy. 100% agree. I know I, I talk to podcasters all the time. And that's one of their biggest frustrations is that people will say, Oh, yeah, once this goes live, I'll share it. Once the interviews over, they never hear from that person again. And it's incredibly unfortunate, because for one, like you just said, perfectly, Genesis, a lot of podcasters are doing this as a passion project, they're trying to grow an audience, they're doing it by any means necessary. And your five seconds that it would take to share that episode could make all the difference. You never know. But if you vanish, it's really disrespectful because this person took time to welcome you on the show, to prepare an interview, to actually conduct that interview, and then build an asset that is going to serve you or could serve you for a long, long time. The least you can do is share it with your audience, share it with the people in your circle. The way I look at it is why wouldn't you want to do that? Because if you showed up with value and you had a great conversation and your expertise is center stage, when you share that with people in your circle or with your clients, it's another piece of content that solidifies your value to them. So when they hear your knowledge and expertise, it's just another point in your column that says, yes, I'm with the right person. They really know what they're talking about. So absolutely get behind that content, be excited, be proud of it, because it's as much of a piece of information for you as it is for the podcaster that created it. And it can go much further. And again, you never know the right person might see a piece of content and it makes that podcast explode. And then everybody wins because now new listeners are hearing your message. 
podcaster is happy because they're getting more listeners. You're getting more opportunities to bring people into your world. It's win, win, win for everybody. If you take time to let everybody know that it exists. Absolutely. And I think the quickest way to piss off a podcaster is not sharing and ghosting that person after your content drops, because then it sounds like you just kind of pimp that podcaster to get your brand out there. And um, a lot of times what people fail to realize is podcasters talk to other podcasters and they'll ask you, hey, I saw that you had X, Y, and Z on your show. Would you recommend him or her for my show? And there's one girl that I had on my show, the metrics did very good for our segment, but I would not recommend her to another show because she didn't uphold her end of the bargain and she did not share the content like she said she was. So she pretty much reneged on her word. So if you're reneging on your word, who knows what else you're doing? And I, that's not a person that I could vet for. I'm just going to be frank and honest. And I guess with me, I'm very structured and you could um, attest to this, Jason. And I guess it's my corporate background of me spending 15 years in corporate America, 12 in oil and gas. Like I make sure my guests feel fill out, sorry, (laughs) y'all, fill out a guest form. Mm -hmm. I make sure I send them a reminder with all the Zoom details the day before, just in case something comes up because life happens. And if they need a cancel, I know at least up front. So they're not wasting my time and I'm not wasting theirs. And I could probably slot someone else into the slot. I also make sure I ask them, is there any questions that you have? What are your links? Uh, what What are your socials? So that way I have all that content. So when I'm sharing, I'm making sure that I tag them so they could get exposures and their network can see where they um, spent time and where, um, where the episodes are because sometimes I'll use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I want to make sure just like I'm building, they're growing as well. So Jason, would you give me any feedback based on your experience with coming on to this show before we, before you came on? I think you did a phenomenal job. I mean, I think the forms, the intake forms, I do one for my podcast. I think that's pretty boilerplate anymore i think if you don't have that or if a podcast doesn't have that it makes me wonder what i'm getting into it's very rare that when i start talking with a podcaster that we either don't set up a discovery call just to get to know one another before the actual interview or there's an intake form where i'm going to answer some questions that it's going to help that podcaster build a format and i appreciate that because i want that podcaster to build something that's going to cater to my expertise and allow us to have a good conversation because if it's not built in that fashion, then it can go off the rails and that can be when the overall production suffers. So absolutely having that stuff in place is incredibly smart and it shows that you care. Again, I go back to what I said before, you clearly care about the content that you produce because you care about your audience. You want them to have a great listener experience whenever they download an episode of your show. And that shows in the very front on the very front end. And if that's not in place, it could make a guest wonder, is this going to really be advantageous for me? Am I going to want to contribute my expertise and lend my knowledge to this? Because there's really no system in place that tells me that this is a well-oiled machine. When I'm working with people, the big thing I stress, and this speaks to your point about people pimping out a show and then ghosting, you have to you have to position yourself as a valuable asset for podcasters before during and after the appearance beforehand you want to make sure you're giving them everything they need so they can 
build a format for you. They have all the assets they would need to share pictures, share information about you. So they have a, they have a bio where they get to know you. During the interview, obviously, you want to make sure that you're bringing value to the microphone and you're having a great conversation. And then after the fact, you want to keep the communication strong and point more guests their way if, they, if you have someone that might be a good fit. And all of this in combination, and as well as sharing the episode when it goes live, this is going to keep you excited. It allows us to start building a relationship to where it doesn't feel transactional. There's actual mutual investment on both sides. If you're looking for guests to do repeat appearances, are you going to turn to the ones that ghosted you? Or are you going to return to the ones that said, I was all over this. I'm sharing it with everybody because I had so much fun and got so much value from it. Of course, you're going with the latter. You're going to wipe those other people off the planet. And like you said before, that's a great point. If somebody were to ask me and it was someone that ghosted my show, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to bring them up at all. I'm going to go to somebody that I can say, yes, they were all about the content. You're going to have a great time with them. Yes. So, so true. And I like the fact that you mentioned before, during, and after, because that's exactly what it is. And I even like when uh, guests take it a step further and say that, um, flyers and et cetera, aren't your strong suit, but posting the entire video is, if they say, Hey, Genesis, I could create a video. I mean, I could create a flyer for you, for you. Would you like me to do that? I'm going to say, heck yeah, create mm -hmm. a flyer, um, send it to me. I'll share it, share it where you want, because this recording is just just as much as theirs as it is mine because we did it as a collaboration and make sure you're engaging with that person after you do the segment so it's not just a one-time hit it and done but it's building a rapport and having mm -hmm. those lasting relationships because you never know how you can cross pollinate again or what circles you may um run in the same because for you know the saying birds of a feather what <laughs> They flock together. Absolutely. And yep. then also just be happy for another podcaster. Like I'm happy that Jason is podcasting. His content is different than mine, but what can Jason and I do together? We could talk about how we may have some commonalities. We could talk about the silver lining and we don't necessarily have to be at each other's throat because we have differences, but we are assimilating together to make each other stronger. We could share ideas and stuff. And if Jason sees I'm doing something that I can improve in, 100%, I would want him to let me know because we're both creators in this space and vice versa. Yep. No, 100%. That's the beauty of this platform. What I've discovered is how collaborative it is just basically by default. We have to be working together to create this content. To You can't have a conversation with yourself. I mean, you can absolutely do a solo format podcast. That Those exist and there are many, many good ones out there. But if you're looking to have that conversational dynamic, you have to have some mutual ground to where you can have a good conversation and there's good back and forth and good rapport. If you don't have that, it makes it harder to collaborate. And if we're not in agreement on some things, that's okay. We can still have a heated discussion about it. Controversy, controversy creates good content too, in my opinion. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all out for the same thing. We want to create a production that impacts the world and brings listeners to it. And then they stick around and they love what they hear so much. They tell a friend. They make, it, they make a recommendation. Recommendations are the strongest assets in the world. And if your content's not valuable, 
people don't have a reason to recommend you. So that's why on the, if you're making a podcast, you got to make sure value is front of mind. If you're a guest, you got to make sure value is front of mind. It's sort of a recurring theme, but if, you're, if your content's not valuable, there's simply no reason for people to fall in love with it. And if they don't fall in love with it, then they're never going to tell a friend. They're going to just delete it and move on to the next podcast. So you've got to be thinking value from the very beginning and then build from there. Absolutely. I like to say this one song. Are you rolling with the homies or are they kicking you out the car? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a much better singing voice than me, so I'm going to leave that to you. Oh, man, I'm definitely not a singer. So, Jason, as we begin to wind down this segment, give us five nitty gritty uh, checklist items that we should be mindful of when guests appearing on podcasts. I would say be a source of value, source of wisdom. I'm not going to cheat. That's the same thing, but make sure you're showing up to the podcast with value and you're prepared to have a great conversation and not sell. As I said before, that's a big no-no. Make sure that you're consistent with everything you do. So if you're going to do podcast guesting, make sure you're doing it consistently and not just going on one show and then waiting for that show to go live because it may take time. Podcasters are incredibly proactive in, in a lot of cases. So a podcast interview that goes live, that takes place today may not go live to the world for a few months. So you want to get into a consistent pattern of constantly doing shows. And then once they all go live and you're ahead of the game, then all of a sudden you've got all these great little pieces of content popping up. So make sure that you're consistent. Make sure that you're on time. And my rule of thumb is to be five minutes early. If I beat the host, that's okay. I can test my mic because one of the biggest embarrassments can be a podcast happens, but your mic wasn't on. And typically that gets addressed early, but sometimes I've been a part of it. You, you just, you think you're on your mic, but you're actually on an internal mic and the sound is terrible and you lose the whole production. Be early, be prompt. Make sure that your communication is strong because you want to be sure that the interview is actually going to take place. You want to make sure they have all of the assets and you want to make sure that at the end of the day, what gets created is something that's going to serve you. It's going to serve that podcaster and it's going to serve their audience. And the final piece that I'll leave you with, I think this is the fifth one. If I'm wrong, I'll tack another one on here at the end, but treat podcasting like the strongest networking tool in your arsenal, because when you do, the sky is the limit. You open up limitless possibilities if you treat it like a networking opportunity each and every time you connect with a new podcaster. You never know which conversation is going to take you to the next level and provide that big breakthrough that you might be looking for in your brand. But if you come into it with a very transactional mindset, thinking that I'm just going to go on this podcast and I'll just talk a little bit and I'll sell my stuff. And then once it's over, it's over. You cost yourself a ton of opportunities. You could, when we get done, Genesis, you may know somebody that's looking for assistance with podcast guesting. You could say, I'm, I'm going to get you connected with them because I think you could help them. But if I would have just shown up and sold this entire time, you would have no benefit of doing that or have no reason to do that. And you'd probably just say, all right, we're out. We're done here. So looking at it from that networking perspective and not just looking at it one way, be willing to help out as well. If you have people in your circle who you know could also show up on that podcast and make an impact, make recommendations. If you find an article about what the host may have brought up on the show, share it with them. 
treat it like a relationship, not a transaction. And it's going to carry you so much further and you'll get more value from podcast guesting itself. So don't just think about it as being on interviews. Think about it as a networking and branding tool and you'll go much further. And I'm willing to have a great conversation with anyone who wants to know more about that. Absolutely. Those are some amazing tips. And last, I would say relax and have fun. Be your authentic self. No one likes for someone to be so scripted that it's robotic because it definitely takes away the personality from the interview Mm. is one thing that I've learned. And you could apply that in all areas of your life, not just in the podcasting space. 100% agree with that. So Jason, let's jump into the call to action part of the segment. What's your call to action for our listeners and viewers after they just heard the do's and don'ts of guests appearing on podcasts? I'm happy that I had the opportunity to talk with everybody. And I warmly invite you to join me at jasoncircone.com slash gems, G-E-M-S. And when you land there, you'll get access to a guide that I put together called 10 Tips for Being a Valuable, Fully Optimized Podcast Guest. And this is going to give you a foundation of what it really takes to get the most from podcast guesting. So that's my gift to you when you join me on my website. And once you arrive, pick that up and we can take it from there. And Jason, where do you primarily hang out the most on social media? I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. And that's just search at Jason Sircone or linkedin.com slash in slash Jason Sircone and you'll find me. And other than my podcast, I would say YouTube, which is not exactly social media, but that's where I'm sharing a lot of content. And for those of you that want to make sure you get the spelling correct, it's Jason and the last name, it's C as in Charlie, E as in Echo, R as in Richard, C as in Cat. O is an open, and as in Nancy, E as in Edward, Sir Cone. So Jason Sir Cone on LinkedIn. You can find out free content at YouTube, but all of his contact information will be in the show notes. So you could definitely tap in with Jason and go grab that freebie. Jason, I want to thank you so much for putting together those 10 tips and offering a freebie to the community. And community, We are on 40 plus platforms, so definitely connect with us by sharing and subscribing to the podcast. Also, you can find all video components and content on YouTube by typing at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kent. And I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast on a consistent basis. Make sure you send me your questions, anything that you want to learn. If there's an episode um, that you really resonate with, but you have some questions for that guest, send it over to me. Or if you want to hear a specific topic, let me know so I can find that subject matter expertise so they could come on here and educate us. Um, Without you, we wouldn't have been ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts for www.listennotes.com. So I am so grateful for each one of you being a part of the community. Because of you, we're all making this world a better place. So peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, 
share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.